0: Welcome to TrackCast, the official podcast of the Real Estate Council from deep in the heart of Dallas, Texas. I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks for joining us. Today's show marks the start of a new interview series we're calling Legends of CRE, Legends of Commercial Real Estate, as our now former chairman Bill Cawley sits down with some of the most important commercial real estate leaders in recent Dallas history to reminisce about their careers and glean a bit of insight from their success. Our first legend is Jeff Swope, who is the founder and managing partner of Champion Partners and also one of the co-founders of the Real Estate Council. He and Bill have a fascinating conversation that begins with Jeff getting hired fresh out of college at the University of Texas at Austin to work for Trammell Crow Company. They talk about life, business, philosophy, and much more coming up in just a bit. Before we get started, please make sure you're subscribed to the show on your favorite podcast app. Trackcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find Track on social media. We've linked to all of our profiles in the show notes. I'd also like to wish you all a very happy and healthy holiday season. This episode is set to be released a few days before Christmas, and I hope these last few days of the year are relaxing for you and your families, I appreciate everyone that's listened to our show over the past year, which was incredibly challenging for us all in many different ways. And we look forward to bringing you even more content and telling even more stories from around our organization and city in 2021. Now, here's Bill Cawley and Jeff Swope, legends in commercial real estate, right here on TrackCast. All right. So first of all,
1: Jeff, I appreciate you doing this. I mean, you know, you and I have become good friends. Uh, we both followers of Christ. I mean, we have those, those passions in our life, but I've always looked up to you. I have always been, I've always tried to kind of model my business the way you've done yours. Mm -hmm. And like we were talking before we got on the recording, I mean, I haven't seen you miss too many pitches. And, uh, I just have a, an admiration for you and I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, Bill, I'm happy to. fun. Yeah. This will be fun. So, I, how'd you get into real estate and why? I mean, you yeah,
2: know, I worked construction. started out, I got exposed to it when I was in high school and college. I needed to make money because I was going to pay most of my way through. So, when I started working construction. I was sort of fascinated by it. I look back, what was I fascinated about? I think I was fascinated by the customized nature of it. Yeah. Because it wasn't like you, it was programmed in a book. Right, And I, the, the curiosity and all the things that came from that, I really enjoyed. So then I got my bachelor's. I was interviewing for uh, jobs. I was at UT, and I was interviewing for jobs. And you sort of go, I, all the job opportunities I got were for big companies and, I, and non-real estate because nobody went to commercial real estate back then. Right. You told somebody you're getting real estate, it was because you were going to work in residential right. real estate. And so I... Uh, uh, didn't really even consider it, but then when I went to the BBA firm, got these different job offers be great companies. They were all bigger companies and very non-entrepreneurial.
1: And so it would have been like like selling IBM, computers or IBM, yes, IBM, which would be like in a root. Canal and that was for a, me. that
2: was that was a great job. Back right? Then. No, I agree. You know? I agree. I mean I agree. it was it was Texas Commerce Bank, IBM, right. Procter and Gamble, all those kind of jobs. So. Uh, I had two professors that ended up uh, younger guys at that time, but they ended up climbing some huge uh, mountains themselves. And uh, they suggested, in fact, one of them said to me, You know, you, uh, uh, why don't you get in the MBA program? Just go straight through, get your get in the MBA program and learn, find out what you want to do. Right. And so I ended up grading for one and TA'd for the other and started the MBA program and immediately gravitated toward uh, real estate because I've listened to. Group of Gerald Hines came in to talk to us, and a group from Trammell Crow came in. Not a group, but a couple of people did. And I, I was fascinated with it. And I'd heard of Trammell Crow and heard of Gerald Hines. And so I, I uh, started focusing on that somewhere probably mid, midterm in the MBA in the, uh, program.
1: And so, where, where was your first job? In my first field? job was Trammell Crow, and which almost, was so interesting.
2: You, with Hines, I was in my fifth round started. of interviews. Right. But I hadn't yet met Mr. Hines yet. In fact, I don't know if everyone met Mr. Hines. I started, you, they start you low. It was a bigger company. At Travel Crow was still so small. They were hiring two or three MBAs a year. Typically one started about 1968, 69, one from M- from Stanford, one from Texas, one from Harvard. And uh, so he was he hired two that year, and I was one of them from Texas, other guy was from Harvard. And uh, I was just so blessed. it was back to look back, I was just blessed.
1: And so like when you were going for that job, how many people were you competing with? I have no idea, but it was a lot. A lot. So and there was still but, a lot. And well, but it was fascinating because you find out one opportunity somebody helped
2: you with led to another. Right. And I went in, I had an interview. You start with Crow. You interviewed travel Crow. Yeah. That was your first interview. You didn't meet and start working well, at the cool. ladder. And so I walked in at 11 o'clock one Saturday morning. This is in, I think Saturday. it's in June. On Saturday, course well, Saturday morning. Before, that was work day. At least yeah. half the day was. Yeah. And so I, I was interviewing, and uh, 10 minutes into the interview, he said, I'm going to hire you. And you could have knocked me over with a feather because I was just going, turns out, I didn't know at the time. But those guys, a couple of guys who were at Travel Crow, had met me when they were coming down to visit MBA students. Mm-hmm. And they had talked to one of those two mentors I had. that were professors, and that particular mentor had highly recommended me. That's all. Awesome. And so I had it just wired. I didn't know it. I was nervous as all. Well. <laughs> so right. get out, go in there. But right. Mr. Crow hired me. Then I didn't know where I was going to be and what I was going to do, but I know I was going to work for Trammell Crow.
1: Okay, so once they hired you, what did they have you do?
2: Start leasing warehouse space in Dallas, Texas. But it could have been. I committed to go to with him. I could have been to Chicago or San Francisco or Houston or wherever. It just hadn't been Dallas.
1: Okay, so tell me from how long at Crow and then to decide to go do your own deal. Seven years at Crow, and just tremendous
2: opportunities.
1: Uh, companies growing, and
2: they gave me... Yeah, you were... You were I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. I it, we all... I mean, I was 27 years old, maybe a partner. Right. And so, I mean, it's just tremendous opportunities. I love to work. And uh, we didn't have any kids yet, and, and was teaching school. So, had the opportunity. And uh, then in 1980, I left to join with Baker, Montgomery, and McJunk and as we formed, Greg and I formed uh, Center, Center Development. And we had it going... Grew it like mad for in the eighties and then I got out in nineteen ninety one. I formed champion coming out of the, the devastation of the late eighties. Wow. So that was really the story.
1: Okay, and so and then when did when did you and Steve hook up? Steve and I hooked
2: up. He joined us in 1993 or four. We had started Champion Funding, which was uh, trying to get in the CMBS CB- business. Right. We were doing build-a-suits all over the country. We just started. And previous client Nestle, previous client Panasonic, right. previous client Dursa. We're you building were. buildings you all were. over the country you a couple were. of years into it. Right. And uh, we, so I said, this CMBS thing fascinated me. So I wanted to learn about it. So Mike Mike, uh, Mike Mayberry and Dick Sessler and I, they came in t- internally. We formed the company. And Midori was at Crow Ventures, and it was imploding. So we brought him on board. And then when Emresco came and fortunately bought us out, bought me out of that deal, right. uh, Sessler, really Sessler went something else, but Mayberry took that group. I said, you can go with one guy. I well, want one guy. Right. It, was, it was Midori.
1: Right. So he's been with us 20, 26, 27 years. Okay, and have you enjoyed the smaller, more nimble oh. co- company than the big one? Oh, yeah. 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 I never fit in a big company. Well, I mean, you're so relational, but, and I mean, it's (laughs) right. But you are, I mean, I don't know anybody that I've ever met in our business that has better debt and equity relationships than you. Well,
2: you're, you're doing a pretty good job yourself. Yeah. But I'm just (laughs) telling
1: you, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I really respect the way you maintain and, well, you build and yeah. keep relationships. Yeah. And we keep You're,
2: We've been able to keep them. That's, You're the gold standard. Yeah. That. Well, that's your kind. But we don't do a lot of transactional activity, too, which helps you. So we're not doing 20 deals a year either. So that helps. But uh, anyway, uh, but, but Steve's been with me. And uh, I made a note to somebody earlier today. I said, you know, complimenting Midori. And I said, you know, the beauty of Steve is one plus, <clears throat> one plus one, he and I are not
1: two. One right. plus one is more than two. He's. Yeah. I'm cool. a but big fan great. of Steve Midori. I think he's smart. You know, um, there's been several times when I've competed to buy buildings with you against you, and um, I couldn't figure out where to get the capital And every time you got it. Yeah. It's just, I mean, yeah. you're just a, it's just. Well, awesome. it's been, again, you
2: try to treat people well, and, and uh, they remember it, even if it doesn't turn out as well as you expected, as long as they feel you gave it your all. And, right, uh, that's, right.
1: Well, I, I think people look at you and they, you know, people that, because there's a lot of brokers that want to be developers and yeah. there's oh, people yeah. that oh, are kind of on their path, yeah. right? And they yeah. try to figure out how to go put it all together like you've done it. Yeah. And, you know, I know it's all been hard work, but it's, it's. I think, relationally, locally and nationally, you, you have... You've just That's done an incredible job with enough, ULI, et cetera. Enough said. I mean, okay. it's just—it's just, it's, it's just been—it's been a blessing. But I you've mean, earned it, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, okay. So, enough about the good stuff. So, what? Tell me the toughest deal. I mean, it, and what you learned from.
2: it. Well, I think the toughest for me was the first eight months of the business. I was 1973, and I—I I didn't I had made a deal yet. I hadn't made a lease at right. Pro. and I—I'll never forget. It was I started in September, so it's
1: eight
2: it's uh, actually I, first of about late September. started and so now it is April 1st of May hotter I'll never forget hotter than a pistol and uh, it may have been somewhere in April it's so hot of course white shirts dark suits and my territory was the Trinity Industrial District and I'm going through there driving around finally it was hot it probably it was 95 degrees wasn't yet summertime but I'll never forget I came back to the house after lunch and I got you we know, of those window units. So I got in front of that air conditioning unit and just <laughs> <laughs> going on. and I said to awesome. myself, I said, I said, uh, am I did I make the right choice here? Because mm-hmm. it was one of those times, you're 23, 24 years old. You're going, man, this was supposed to be so great, but I'm failing.
1: Right. And
2: uh, <clears throat> lo and behold, that next week. And I, you know, thank you. Thanks for the Lord's grace. The, the next week I made my first lease and it was a big one back then at 46,870 square feet. And it was a big one back then. That was a huge right. industrial deal back then. So uh, anyway, made that deal and sort of was sort of off the races, gained the confidence. But I'll never forget. I, I still recall 47 years later sitting in front of that air conditioner going, what, sure. what am I doing here?
1: Right. Well, because yeah. you're betting on yourself, yeah, right? You and you it's scary. Yeah.
2: So, they gave you, you Crow the training. Right. With a phone book, a list of the buildings we have, and a telephone. Right. That was so, it.
1: So has there been a deal along the way where you learned something that was kind of like a uh, the light came on, like where you kind of feel like you did something wrong or you did something really right or you anticipated Every day. something? Every right? day. I think the one that
2: you, that really, when I look back, we'd done a deal for Carnation back in the mid late 80s, and um, we built a building, and a year later, the floor slabs started coming up. And it was a mess, and the contractor we had had come in from Canada to hit the boom of the 80s in Texas, late 80s, and they'd gone bankrupt. And so the question was, who's going to pay for the $260,000 worth of concrete work? We didn't have to, but this was Nestle. We'd made a profit on the deal. So we decided to fix it. So and soon. it was a tough decision. To, it wasn't a tough. It was the right decision. Forget sure. that it was tough. It was so, the right decision. Still it,
1: hard to go write that check. Yeah. Right so
2: you know, you wake up and you go, okay, you make that call. This is 1987, 88, and then in 1992, as we're nearly late 91, 92, as we kicked Champion off, who becomes our first client? Not, not Coronation, but Nestle, who had bought Coronation, and the guy that we had done that for. And kept Amen. him out of the ditch, which is always one of my favorite sayings, kept him out of the ditch. He was the guy making the decision. We were competing against all the big boys. It was going to be seven buildings across the country, five and a half million square feet of space to be built, which were big buildings back then. Still are. And uh, they picked us to do the first three, and the, the, attorney, the this corporate staff is going, how did we pick this new startup with this kid from Texas? You know? <laughs> we got all that business and just did remarkably well with it, and uh, we built all those buildings. But that was a case of that individual who we had helped get through that mess. and It would have been a mess for him if we hadn't taken care of that floor. He trusted and He remembered. Him, right? That's exactly right. You're relationally. Yeah. He, knew,
1: he knew you he valued knew. His, him and yeah. his relationship. And so it was four years
2: later, and he remembered.
1: Wow. Okay, so what about philosophy on your approach to business? Like, how do you – I mean, I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'd love to hear you say it.
2: Well, I don't think I would ever be accused of not being proactive. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for whatever the reasons, my mother kicking me in the butt, I don't know, you know, who knows what it was when you were little, it made you proactive, but there's just never been much time where I've had to, you know, worry about getting up in the morning or worry about not putting work the effort in. My, my mother was West Texas tough and she, that whole concept of, you know, you, you work, you do it and you go do it. And, uh, if out a way to enjoy it, even if you're able to do it. So proactivity was one. And, and then the, the thing that, That for some reason, somewhere, somehow, the idea of beginning with the end in mind, which Stephen Covey came up with in that book, Seven Habits, back in 1985, 86, somewhere in that time frame. I already had that belief system, but reading that in that book was so inspirational to me because I found that that was just so important with everything with your relationships, with your family, with your wife, with your company, with Jesus, whatever it is, what's the end in mind? And the end in mind with Jesus for you and I so is eternity. Right. And so with that philosophy of beginning with the end in mind, it just, that's hugely important for me. Right, me too. Uh, uh, very much so. And then I think the last, just treat people like you want to be treated. Right. I mean, you know,
1: so if you
2: put get that philosophy, right. you don't walk in and say how to Bill and just go, hmm. hey bill good to see you You come in be excited show some energy so you know yeah show excitement
1: you know one thing you said though reminded me and i'm sorry i'm it's going to be a story about you again but in 07 you guys were the first i think in dallas to get back in i can't remember the building but i remember being at my office and hearing that you put a building under contract Mm -hmm. and i went it's time to get in. Swope's in, it's time to get in. Well, I, I like, wish I could remember it was seven. I would like to oh, say seven, seven, seven. It was,
2: it was, it was actually late 09, early 10. Okay. The two Richardson buildings around the free. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep, the ones. yep. Okay. okay of, so of course the interesting part about that, we'd been working both those deals for over a year before we actually closed them, trying to get a position so we could get
1: them. Well, and you got in so early that mm-hmm. people came in and bought buildings you sold. And try to get in and out again before the end of the cycle. Well, so did. I know, and but that speaks good. to you we, how we, early we you were. Which means we saw too quick. <laughs> you, right? You never look back, right? No, I agree. Right. Right. Me. So, okay, Don't. what do you think good leadership looks like? Oh, uh, you know, I, that one's a tough one. I mean, I,
2: I think first thing I wrote down was um, admit your mistakes.
1: Boy, that's true. You
2: know, I'm, I'm probably sometimes too quick. But I think if if one thing I've learned to if I'm even come close to feeling like I did something. We had something come up the last couple of days around here. And I told the group, I said, guys, if we shouldn't have gotten it. We sort of got a box canyon. I was a little bit. And I said, that's my fault. I should have seen that box canyon coming. And it's because I, with all my friggin' experience and all my friggin' knowledge I'm supposed to have, uh, I didn't see that. It was just a question of timing. Right. And I didn't see that that might be an issue in this particular land contract. And mm-hmm. it's my own fault. So I'm, I'm, I've admitted it five times around here the last 24, 36 hours. Right. And it needed to be. I mean, it was my fault. That's the role I should play here. Right. So that's that's one of them. The, the other things I wrote about uh, is, you know, develop a well-thought-out vision, and share it with a team. I think, you know, there's never been a question with anything that that I try to be involved in, whether it's forming the Real Estate Council or – champion or whatever being on the board of companies or a non-profit that uh just set a vision and communicate it just help set the vision and communicate it and reinforce that people love to be led by people that can look out and say this is where we're going right you know i love to start out conversations with here's where we've been here's where we are and here's where we're going right and i've I'll do that first time I meet somebody, you know, and sit down and talk about Champion or talk about my family or talk about a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Because I just think it's people will follow people that have a perspective and have the energy to head that
1: direction. Right. You've got a a conviction about what Mm -hmm. you're doing and people want, I think most people want to be led. I think that's right. And there's guys like you
2: and I that don't want to be right but that also <laughs> that right. can also be a curse Well, but, but because it can be difficult to live with because right. you know
1: right well cuz you're always the last guy to get paid right, right. The, right. i mean all those right. things yeah. so like okay so i'm not going to ask you how many cycles you've been through <laughs> <laughs> but you've been through a bunch of oh that. yeah okay yeah. so how do you get through it i mean like we're in a time right now where you know the 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 political divide in the country. I mean, yeah. we just had an election that uh, it split pretty much down the yeah. middle. Yeah. It's... I've never seen... used to be you could sit and talk uh, with someone and have a disagreement yeah. or have different yeah. philosophies oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and not get get angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it's just nuts it's what's good. going on. But So yeah. tell me how you get through these uncertain times. I mean, these... Because real estate's about... It's a cycle, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well... Somewhere, somewhere in the past, and I can't tell you exactly where it came from, but there was a communication that was said to me, and it was my early years. It may have been in college. Can't even tell you who said it. But that 95% of the time and 95% of the people, when a stressful situation comes at them, they back off. They lose their energy. They lose their ability to, to press forward. Right. And so whether it was 1987, 88, when we were facing all the problems which at center at the banks and the, all the meltdown that occurred and bankruptcy issues and all the things we were dealing with, I just look back at all those. For some reason, my screwed up personality is such, I get stronger.
1: Right.
2: And I, and I don't know why that is. I can't tell you what it is, but that's... The difficult part about it is once you learn that and you learn that a little bit about yourself, you find yourself feeling like you have to take that role. Right. And, you know, does that make, I mean, it's it weird. Total it's, sense. it's weird, but once, and I also don't think it's something that's necessary in your DNA. Maybe it's in your dominance characteristic. Maybe it's in something that comes out in the DNA that you have and what you learned growing up. But once you learn that times get tough, the right. tough get going. Right. And you just sort of go. I mean, Mr. that was sort of Mr. Crow. man. Crow may have had the impact on me because he was a guy when times got tough, he just didn't want to even listen to it. Sort of like me right now on any election stuff. That's over. Yeah. Okay? God's got it. He he, he made the call. I'm with he you. He wants to go that route. I mean, I don't want to watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, none of it. It me is either. over.
1: Okay? Me either. I'd rather <laughs> watch reality TV than that. <laughs> let's and go. I don't like reality TV. Let's,
2: let's go to the next one.
1: Right, I'm I'm with you. So I don't know if that makes sense or not. Well, I, I think it. I mean, I, for me, like when I'm in times when when a business when business is good, it's easy, right? It's yeah. But I mean, real estate's never easy. It's but, never easy. But it's and you it's don't gotten, have to guess what to do.
2: And it's gotten more difficult as it's gotten as we've gotten older and more involvement because it's become a much more detailed business right you think how little it was what we had to do to go get a project done before and, and all the effort but you know today you, you can't smoke
1: through something you, right you, you gotta you know can't stuff. you can't fake it right well and I, I think being I, I i'm never comfortable being passive yeah. like like if uh, there's been times there where, is
2: no doubt that that's the true about <laughs> your
1: well that's true by <laughs> too.
2: no doubt that's okay but i
1: mean like i've been there's been times when i i'm going okay I don't know if I should zig or zag. Like, yeah. I don't kind yeah. of know where this is going. Sure. And I, I don't think you just go to go. Yeah. But but um, I, I have always seen you to be one that's kind of been out in front. So you've got convictions. Mm-hmm. You seem like a person, like, when you have a feeling or you have some peace about which way to go, you go. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Try to. Right. I don't think you've yeah. got much gray. You're black and white. In
2: but my also, opinion. I think that... I think some of that is part of, again, it evolves for you. I have a tremendous amount of curiosity. I mean, I read at least two hours, three hours a night. Right. And, and read a lot here at the office just trying to keep up. But I really believe that there's a curiosity that comes. If you, if, and and that's, that's something you learn. When somebody says to me now, well, my, my, poor, my poor wife has to put up this all the time, let's watch this show. Okay, some Netflix deal or something, I, you know, because because you know Susie and Bobby are watching it. They watched it last night. Said
1: great. I'd and rather go. get a root canal than do that too. I do <laughs> I with mean, my wife. I, I
2: mean, I, I just I have difficulty, you know, doing that because I sure it may be entertainment, and may be enjoy being with her, but I'd much rather read read, and it's not typically fiction. It's right. it's
1: something to with curiosity I have about something. So and you want you're learning. I'm learning. So you know what I feel the same way. I'm not a fiction reader. Yeah, I right. will learn. I will read something where I feel like I'm progressing yeah. or I'm learning something, yeah. but I like a, a, oh, yeah. a some made up story. I'm out. Well, you know, I love the Tom Clancy novels right. for a period of time because it was strategy involved, right.
2: and the strategy I've always gotten fascinated by strategy, right. and so probably because I've always been so weak at it, but I, I I love those books, and so I read back then. I read on so many airplanes all the time that I was reading those books some, right. but now it's become a fascination with with a lot of other things about about your personalities, about motivations, about Jesus, about just anything that I can learn. I try to, try to really keep track of, the, of our real estate world. Right. I mean, I'm totally engulfed in things about our business. Who's doing what, how are they doing it, right. what's going on? And that's typically not a local thing. Right? That's a national thing to right. see what the trends are. Right. Now, for, unfortunately, if you were in Dallas 10, 20, 30 years ago, what you saw happen in LA or East Coast was setting a trend for what might happen here. Right. Now we're setting a trend. That's what I think. And is. so it's hard. It's, right. it's hard to stay in, in, in as, 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 uh, as, you can't do as good a job looking in the future because now Dallas is a place to be. I mean, so many times you and I were on airplanes flying to New York, flying to Boston, flying to LA, just trying to get money to come here.
1: Remember when Dallas was redlined? Nobody, oh, no yeah. social money coming.
2: After out. the 80s? So that's why we ended up building, you know, doing all the projects we did in Atlanta and Chicago and Memphis and L.A. and places we were going, just trying to find wherever the money needed to felt it needed to go. If we stayed in Dallas, we were going to be in pretty bad shape.
1: So, have, have you ever, through your career, worried about failure? Do you even think about it? I bet you don't. I don't know. What
2: no, well, it's interesting, Bill. That's a great question. I think you're driven. To do some of the things you do, i.e., study, learn, be curious, I think some of that's to become knowledgeable to protect you against failure. Okay, because well, I know that it's like my frustration as I said the last two days because something hit me that I and, we and, and it's just it's a simple thing, but it just frustrated the dog out of me that yeah. I didn't see that coming mm-hmm. and I should have. Given I, the history,
1: I, I under, you know, we just had a presentation on a deal and. I've kind of got a reputation for being a decent presenter. Yeah. yeah. And I went in there and I just screwed it all up. And yeah. as soon as I got out of there, I went to my people. I said, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I mean, it was like everybody was spread out in this room and you mm-hmm. couldn't get any contact. Yeah. And, it, and but I, I, you know, so you make me feel good because I, mm-hmm. my first approach was, I'm sorry. And yeah. and it went on for a couple of days too. Because <laughs> it drove me crazy. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. it's kind of my role and I dropped it. I mean, well, I, I t- didn't. I tell you what's spooky now,
2: and this is a a tribute to uh, our Lord and Savior, and I don't mean the conversation with you and I on this podcast to go this direction, but it is amazing when I ask the Holy Spirit, it's yours, guide me, take me, help me, even for a business presentation, okay, it
1: works. Okay, I just got to chill up my back, because I'm just going to tell you, and I don't care if these people don't want to hear it or not, but I pray before every meeting, I do, I ask for guidance. Yeah. And I ask for guidance every morning, mm-hmm. and and I think you know I think it's awesome. I, I it mean, is awesome. it is. It I is mean, because awesome. it's 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 really good to have that power riding on your shoulder, yeah, right? I in mean, my opinion, yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Okay. So earlier version where, of where yourself, are we? where we're, are we? We're down. Okay. <laughs> if you could give advice to anybody, what would it be? Somebody, you know, let's talk about these twenty-year-olds and these young people getting in the business. What's your advice? I mean. You know, I know I see so many people looking for work, and you got a. Yeah. We're in a we're in a in a market where everybody's kind of just going wait yeah. right because and I'm one that thinks because my next question is going to be asking you what you think of the future, but I'm one that thinks this isn't going to be real bad. I kind of think mm-hmm. we're going to get going again. Oh yeah, um, but so what you know people want guidance. What do you? Th- if I wouldn't have said this,
2: you know, 30 years ago. Uh,
1: but this again is part of what you learn
2: about the business. And we're also so broken and we're also needy. Right. And I, I just, I, the constant thought that goes through, has gone through my mind the last 10 years. And it's just helped me so much. It's helped me apologize for things. It's helped me ask for forgiveness from people. Right. Just love on others, and encourage them. Right. Just encourage them and love on them because right. it, it's tough out there. Right. I mean, I needed somebody set <laughs> that air conditioner blowing on me. I, need, air I needed somebody loving and encouraging me right there. Right. Because I was, it was, I, you know, that was about as low as I'd been, the would six, eight months or so. And I was just going, oh, what
1: am I doing? Right.
2: You know, so anyway, that was. And, I,
1: and what would you say to somebody, though, that's trying to get into the business right now when they're, I mean, cause get in.
2: Even it's the lowest, go to work for an excuse me appraiser. Get in, get in, get in the game. Get That's the what game. I think. Appraisal, too. Right. whatever, know, whatever. Title company, right? Whatever, get right. in the game. Right, it's a great business. I right. cannot imagine not being in this business. It right. was the perfect business for for me. Yeah. My screwed up self. Yeah, you could I mean, have been was... selling
1: copiers for twenty years. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. Okay. No. I and mean, you know I'd have made more money. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I think we'd all made more money. No, I'd have made yeah. more money if yeah. you yeah. were selling copiers and I was in the real estate business.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the most I had. Of course, I'm back to my, my second comment. Was just be curious. I, I like curious. My notes. Great Being curious. Uh, I tell people if they want to get in the business and they're talking about getting in the. You know on the on the, the deal side. I said, "Do you know how to run Argus?" It right. used to be the common thing you say. Now it's not quite as definitive. But learn if you're not. I mean, I, when I was at Crow, working my felt like I was working my tail off. I took construction courses at night because I felt so inadequate and even understand. I'd work construction. I knew more than 95% of the people mm-hmm. did. doing what I did? For sure, those guys at Krog, they were all finance jocks out of Harvard and <laughs> wherever. But I mean, I took, took uh, six hours of construction courses just to learn more about construction. And so I, I just, be curious, learn. You can build up your knowledge. And I think the, the third the piece that comes with that is, you know, you have the ability in this business to become an expert in a certain facet of it God, so, so. so quickly. And so I told a guy years ago at Workforce, we were over on Central Expressway. He said, man, he just really wanted to get in this part of the business. I said, tell you what, come on board here. Okay? We will give you 30 days. I want you to know everything is happening, the office buildings at the corner of Northwest Highway and Central. He said, that's it? I said, that's it? So he updated me. He came in about three or four weeks, and I said, he gave me an update. I said, okay, you now know more That anybody in Dallas Fort Worth about the office building business at the corner of Northwest Highway and Central. He looked at me like I was crazy. I said, "No, you do. You
1: do.
2: You're tracking it. You spent you spent three and a half weeks or whatever learning that." He said, "Well, what do I do now?" Right. You want to go to Park Lane? You go to Lover's Lane. (laughs) That's what I said to him.
1: That's beautiful.
2: That was it. Right. And so I mean, that's the opportunity you can start and you can become an expert on something very quickly. Right. Even on the finance side. Right. Okay. You right. can you can become an expert real quick, but it doesn't mean you're an expert. I mean, of that you're an expert of that subset of that. But you can take
1: that and build from it. But because like people want information, right? They, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and if you are solid in your knowledge base of something, you've, yeah. you're creating value for that client, and you're creating value for yourself. Right. More than anything, that's good. Point. You're creating value for yourself. Right.
2: So and then I guess the, the last piece of that was um, the thing that has really fascinated me, and I've str- came upon it 20. Twenty-five years ago, and the part of the reading, supposed to understand the motivations of others. Right, and 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 by by that, I've learned that until you understood your own motivations, wow, you really can't understand the motivations of others. So when you're sitting around, you're young, you're trying to figure out what are you going to do, That's where am true. I going to go to work, where am I working? If if you can't understand your own motivations, you can't really be in a very effective individual working with others until you understand your own. Once you understand your own motivations better, and that, that moves, that changes over time, can change from night to day, but when you understand the motivation that you have, what motivates you? Then you can be a very effective relationship building because you'll start focusing on the motivation of others. Right. And we had a deal, I, I, I love Michelle Wheeler. Michelle, tell everybody, which I love you, but Michelle Wheeler worked with us, she, Chief Financial Officer. And she was frustrated in the deal we were working, and she'd moved over on the product side a little bit because she wanted to learn. She wanted to become not just a CFO. So she was dealing with an issue, and I, I just said she had a bunch of stuff up on her whiteboard, all these whiteboards. I said, Michelle, erase all that stuff. Well, I'm standing there in her office, and erase all that stuff. She erased all I said, okay, now I want you to take your pen. I want you to write motivation up in the upper right-hand corner, question mark. And I said, don't ever erase it. <laughs> 'Cause I said so smart. when you're dealing with something that's really a struggle, especially right. understand your motivation and theirs. And it was like it's when so I solid. somehow turned that key to that kind it's of so and I smart. can't tell you how I got it, where it came from. And I've used that example. I've not not you, Michelle, but I've used that example in so many people over the years, clients. Customers, uh, contractors, architects—you right. know—and and, you know, trying to understand why. What do we do? What we do? Right. Why are we motivated this way? Right. Why are they doing and a lot right. of it has nothing to do with the individual you're, you're dealing with. It's to do with yourself. Why are you? What's going on here? Right. And boy, I tell you, in the nonprofit world—it is a godsend because in the nonprofit world, people really struggle with dealing with people like you and I, who are so positive, so go forward. When they're dealing with all of the multiple issues they have to deal with right. in the nonprofit world, right. staying on point with what their mission is. Right. You and I can float, float around,
0: you know, right. move and jig and do right. what we have
2: to do. Right. So that motivation thing is just huge, and so that's been my, my biggie, I guess, the last 25 years. I
1: think that's so well brilliant. I mean, because I mean, it's. I mean, it's basic, but it's so good. It's, really it's so good simple. we lose sight of it. Right.
2: We go through our lives and we lose sight of the right. importance of that. So, right. you know, I just, uh, motivation, question mark.
1: Well, because like, you know, early in your career, I'm yeah. sure you're motivated to financially, right? Mm-hmm. But it was never, um, I don't think never it was ever objective. your focus, nah, ever. Never. So now that's even off the table. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of, you know, one of the things is it's kind of cool that... that um, as you you just keep being effective and you're doing it for different reasons yeah. oh, it's yeah. it's pretty cool yeah yeah I agree totally. so, okay so what do you think the future looks like
2: i wish i wasn't the age i am because I'm, I'm i'm as excited today i always get pretty excited but I mean, just take <clears throat> in my case dfw
1: yeah i mean really it's
2: where would you rather be nowhere in the next 20 years 30 years i'm not gonna be around that long but in this in this place Right. I mean, in 2010, we came back here because we thought the decade of the t- of the 10s to the 20
1: mm-hmm. was
2: going to be the decade for Texas. And I think what we're getting ready to realize is that that's true for Texas, but the decade 20 to 30 is the decade for Dallas. Austin will be second. But is, Dallas-Fort Worth is going to explode. When I started here, there were 2 million people in Dallas. There are almost eight now. And it's like I tell a lot of people, they'll compliment us and say, boy, you guys done just great. You know, if you couldn't do it, well, the market quadrupled in size. Yeah. Something's wrong with you. Right. I mean, if you couldn't do it, you had to persevere. There have been times you said, "Boy, I really won't be in this business because it's crazy. But, you know, so I think DFW is going to be fabulous. I think Texas is going to be fabulous. I think commercial real estate business is going to be fabulous because there's so much change going on with all the artificial intelligence, with just all the things that technology occurring. I think commercial real estate is going to be challenging, but I think it's going to be phenomenal because of the growth that that's going to bring about. So I'm pumped about Champion. I don't know. I assume Steve, Mark, group gonna be a group continuing this thing on after I'm long gone. But I'm excited about Champion um, and, and the, the, not necessarily the reputation we created, but the, oh. the desire to do it right. Right. The desire to try to do things right. right. Uh, it makes you have to work a little harder, work longer, with right. the desire to do it right. Um, I'm excited about Trek. I mean, I think the real estate council, I'm very prideful. You fact, should be prideful. Of, all, of, of many things, I've got too much pride for, which is the worst five-letter word in the dictionary. But I'm very, I'm just really excited about what the future calls for Trek yeah. and, uh, and and where it ends up. Because in the 30-year time period since we started, you look at where it's gone. And Some you mean, look at where it goes the next 30 years. Right. No reason it shouldn't just even go, go great. And the industry needs to support it because it does so many great things. Right. It is the go-to place. Not knocking ULI because I'm trustee of ULI. Right. I mean I've got all that background and so but Trek is focused in Dallas Fort Worth. Right. And it's just a great organization. I'm focused on my family. I've got four kids. I got four great spouses that are frankly better than all my kids. I got awesome. 10 grandkids, Anna and I do that are just wonderful. I got a wife who puts up with my crazy personality. Mm-hmm. That's great. Got friends like you, and mm-hmm. so many that you develop. But the relationship side of the business as you get older excites you even more because now it's not about trying to climb the next next right. hill or the mountain. Right. It's just doing a damn good job and, and and making it a better place.
1: Right.
2: So that's that drives you. Um, and then for me, the last 20 years, but really the last 10 years, relationship with Jesus. I just, I'm, I'm about in second grade and I want to get right. to third grade. And so right. that's driving Keep me. learning and getting yeah. More close. Yeah, getting closer to Him and understand what that means. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'm so excited for the future. I mean, I feel like at times I'm, I got the energy of a 30 year old. Okay. And do you um, see quitting?
1: Oh, gosh. Never. What no. for? No <laughs> way. I mean, you
0: can always spend so much time
2: on the golf course. You always spend so much time at your ranch. You I... always spend so much time with your, ranch. Right. You I mean, time with your grandkids. I, I
1: mean, it's, <clears> I can't <throat> do it that often. I mean, Ann only
2: wants to see me that much. I mean, it's right. not like she wants to be full time. Right. So, I mean, I see these guys retiring and I wish them well. Me too. But there's too that
1: much. doesn't look good to me. To me. I just doesn't. There, know. There's just too much.
2: There's well, you've got so, you so much identity
1: back. in your business. Yeah, but. And all these relationships. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know the part I don't get? First of all, I think business is never easy, but it's probably easier for you today, and tomorrow, and the next day. It's going to get easier every day because you've got a, you've built a great reputation mm-hmm. and you've got great relationships. So well, you, you can get things yeah. done easier than somebody that's 26 coming into the business. Yeah. Why would you go put that on a shelf? Yeah. There's there's no
2: doubt. And, and I think as long as you've got your health, I think it's, the health thing is The, the health drive, is guys, is, is and, that, and that's see where that takes you. But uh, no, I'm, uh, for the young people on this call, for people young, young to me, 60 now, but right. the, for people in this industry uh, in Dallas-Fort Worth, they should just be so excited. And yeah. They should be just every day fired up about getting up, it's, you know, going to that first tee and teeing it up and getting after
1: it. Yeah. You know, and one, one last thing, I, I just because uh, uh, I got to say this, I so admire, so you're sitting here and you've got all this positivity, all this accomplishment, and in the last six months, you see an opportunity in industrial, and you're jumping in.
2: I never dream we go back. Oh, but right. it's just—it's. I just love it. And I think it's going to be, we're going to have a good long run in it. I think, right. I think we, oh, not, I think. the industry, Oh. Not, not necessarily champion, but the industry. Yeah, so I this agree. is the case where it's different for us, because we've sort of developed a reputation over the years of being on the leading edge. Hey, we are always been a developer, <laughs> right? <laughs> but we have not been a leading edge of the industrial, so it's been fun. To see it, to under to understand it better. What's the motivation behind all these ind- companies trying to decide? How am I gonna distribute my product? How am I gonna get in the hands of the customer? Trying to understand that, and I've spent a lot of time focusing on that. What does that mean today? But what's it mean in three years? Right. Five years. Right. But it's again, it's change, which is wonderful.
1: You know, it's exciting. It kind of keeps you um, keeps you going, okay. right? But yeah. You know, um, I really want to thank you for taking the time. I mean, um, if I wasn't sitting here, I'd be the first guy to listen to this podcast because I think you got a lot of knowledge and you've experienced and accomplished a lot. Yeah, well,
2: you're you're kind of Bill. You have too. Well, and and thank you.
1: But but the other thing, you know, is being the guy that started Trek. I, I would be so proud of that. I mean, well, to have the vision you had there. Yeah. there and was I a, just there, appreciate it.
2: Th- thank you. There was a group of us. I mean, Steve Means, who's long yeah. long gone now. I, I Bill, Steve Bill Seacrest well. and I were emailing each other last night. I mean, I love Bill. Yeah. Man. Bill helped me form champions. Bill helped me yeah. develop the ideas of Trek. Yeah. But it was a kick. It was needed. It was... We need to pull away from something. We didn't have an organization coming out. There were right. no developers in 18, 1988. Right. It was, everybody's dying. Right. But to pull that together, get it going, was really special. For you them. know,
1: before I got involved, I always looked at Trektik as the gold standard. Like mm-hmm. I was in other organizations, mm-hmm. and I always looked at it as the gold standard. And now that I'm on the inside, it, it is. Yeah. It, it is a great organization, and... Uh, I've only got another month to screw it up, and I don't think I'm gonna. I thought I was a little worried yeah, about it early yeah, in the year, yeah. but, but you, you
2: had COVID bail you out. You know, beauty of the life, <laughs> You know what? You know what the beauty of the last eight or nine months has been? We can blame anything and everything on COVID, exactly. and of course, all these companies are going to be doing it. Right. on these fourth quarter earnings and fourth quarter projections. It's just going to be right. wipe anything out right. that was bad, right? Get it off the books. That's why the stock market's probably going to go.
1: But you're bullish on the future in, in, in and and Texas. Oh yeah, yeah. Cannot imagine
2: we're all. It's like trying to find money and bring it in here years ago. Anybody that's a high school senior that's leaving here to go to wherever. They're crazy. I mean, go great right, if you want to experience something. Sure. But you look at the trend lines and what's going on. Uh, right. Uh, that, that beach may be pretty somewhere, but good luck finding <laughs> awesome. a job in that place in four or five years. Right. So it's. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm just so excited for what we've created here now if we just don't mess it up, which we will. Right. But uh, don't mess it up. Right. Hey, Bill, great to be with you. Thank you, buddy. Great great to have the time together.
0: Yeah. That's it for our show. I'd like to thank Bill Cawley and Jeff Swope for a wonderful first installment in our Legends of CRE series. Keep a lookout for future episodes. We've got some fantastic guests lined up. And have a very happy, healthy, and relaxing holiday season. Until next time, I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks for listening.